Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us here this day to celebrate the gift of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. You sent him into this world to suffer and die for our sins, and on the third day you raised him from the dead. And so we gather this day to celebrate the life that is ours in our Lord and in our Savior, Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. If, if you didn't know, we call this Easter calisthenics. This is the picture we were left with on Good Friday. A cross filled with death. A Savior who had prayed in the garden, take this cup from me, yet not my will but thine be done. God's will completed, finished, done on a cross. Your sins, my sins, the sins of the world paid for by the death of the one and only Son of God. Death. It has a finality to it. Jesus' disciples went and asked Pilate for the body. They took it down from the cross and in a hurry because it was Passover, they laid him in a tomb and rolled the stone in front of it. The Jews went to Pilate and said, please set a guard at the tomb so that no one will steal the body. And so Pilate ordered the tomb sealed and a guard was placed. It's almost as if the Jews were saying, we're going to make sure that Jesus doesn't rise from the dead. Paul reminds us of all of this in our epistle lesson today when he says, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. And so we celebrate the day of resurrection, with those wonderful words, Christ is risen. He is risen but there's another ancient greeting that perhaps you've heard somewhere along the line that I want to teach you this morning that really comes from Paul's words to us. It goes like this. Christ has died. Christ has risen You need to remember this. We're going to revisit it. So just 
practice this again. I'll say the first two phrases. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Now, I know this gets confusing because, you see, the one that we all know, I say Christ is risen. So you got to pay attention because if I start out, Christ has died, then you know we're doing the other one, okay? <laughs> all right? Just got to pay attention a little bit with all of this. You see, what, what, the reason I want to focus on the second one as well is because, you know, in our eyes, in our eyes, death is a permanent thing. When we die, our bodies are dead. They don't come to life. Dead is dead. We're buried, we're cremated, our bodies are taken care of, and, and we have this, this image that our souls go to heaven. And somehow we kind of stop there in our thinking. But you see, Christ comes to bring life, and not just to our souls, but to who we are. In Scripture, we have a handful of counts of the resurrection of the dead, of, of people coming to life. We, we remember Elijah. who raised from the dead the, the son of the widow of Zarephath. We remember Jesus himself raising Jairus' daughter and calling Lazarus forth from the tomb. And yet when we suffer death in this world, we forget the promises that resurrection from the dead includes not just our souls, but our very bodies. That somehow God is going to, by His will, make us a new creation. You see, we're already recreated in Christ when we believe his word and when we are anointed by the waters of holy baptism, but that also, remember, those waters are anointing our body. And our bodies belong to God. And so one day, he's going to recreate our bodies pull them out of the tombs, restore life to them, bring the ashes and reform them. It's the resurrection. And so when we think that death is permanent, it's not. You see, Paul reminds us that Christ is the first fruit He's the first fruit because he's the one who was raised by the Father, intervening, breathing life into his Son, and raising him from the dead after that horrible crucifixion. I like to say that that resurrection for us is frosting on the cake after Good Friday. Our sins are paid for. 
But God's reminding us that we're going to have new life. Now, generally, when I start teaching this to people, they go, Pastor, what kind of body am I going to have? Because I'm not really happy with the one that I have now. Well, I can kind of relate to that. A little overweight, a little balding. It hurts in the morning. It's a little stiff. And it tires out pretty easily. And I can't figure that out. Because when I look into the mirror, I see that body that I had when I was 18 years old. What kind of deception is that, by the way? My body seems to be wearing out. And it doesn't really click that God created us to live forever. I don't know what's going to happen when my body is raised from the dead. I don't know what God's going to do with it, but I do know this. It will be a new creation, and I can soar on wings like eagles, and I can run and not be weary, and I can walk and not faint. I don't have to worry about my Apple Watch telling me that my heart is in a rhythm. I don't have to worry that that extra donut I'm eating is really not good. I get a new body. Because that's what God promises. And he seals that promise with the resurrection of his own son from the dead. It's God's will for all believers in Christ to be raised on the last day when the last trumpet sounds. And you think about the cool thing of this when it happens. We're going to see all believers raised on the same day. Now, think about this for a moment. That means if I'm in the right place at the right time, I can shake hands with Adam and Eve. And there won't even be a recriminating implication when I say, really? <laughs> you just had to eat it? There's going to be great joy in knowing that this flesh that we have here is a flesh that God is going to recreate to live forever in heaven with him. That's the good news. And that's why we gather together to celebrate. We celebrate not only that Christ is raised from the dead, but that we too will one day be raised. I love the hymn, I Know That My Redeemer Lives. It's a great hymn. But did you know that that wonderful hymn that we often sing at Easter, and I didn't look to see if we're singing it this service, but we did sing it at the early service, because on Easter we have an earlier service than the early service. 
But I love that hymn, but it comes to us from the Old Testament book of Job, where Job proclaims, I know that one day my flesh is going to be destroyed, and yet in my flesh I will see God, for I know that my Redeemer lives and that he stands upon the earth. And that's the message we need to live in our lives every day. A message that we need to proclaim with all of our hearts and our lives as we live in this world. Because this world is filled with darkness. And evil. It's a world that's filled with despair. Where people are hopeless. We need to remind people that in Christ we are a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. That's what we call grace. That God gifts us with his own son, Jesus Christ. And that we receive that grace not by anything that we do, but because Christ did it for us on the cross. And so we proclaim the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. We proclaim that Christ died for us, that he died for us sinners, and that he redeems us and makes us whole. Death stinks. Death robs us of the very thing that God desired at creation for us to have. It strikes without warning. And it hurts. But God wants us to focus on Christ. On a Savior who died in our place. And a Savior who rose again from the dead to bring life. Christ has died. Christ is risen. That's the promise. The world thinks that death is permanent. But when we hang on to Christ, we know that when we close our eyes to life in this world, when our frail mortal bodies fail us, that we open our eyes in heaven in the presence of Christ. Do you ever wonder what that looks like? To be at the gates of glory with a Savior whose arms are open wide not just there in spirit, but in body, in flesh. Where you can see the nail marks in his hands. 
and the scars from the thorns on his head. That resurrected, that resurrected body, alive. That's why we say the words at every graveside service. The very last thing we hear, Christ is risen. Okay, that was just a little tame. Let's try it again. Christ is risen. He is risen. And because of his resurrection, we have hope and we have joy to all of eternity. My friends, in this dark world, don't keep it to yourself. Don't operate in fear, but live in hope and share the hope of our Savior Jesus Christ. In his name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus into life everlasting. Amen. <laughs>